This is the Fantasy Road Show. Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts, per usual. I'm Truck. He's Culls. You can find me at Fantasy underscore Truck, or you can find him at Culls underscore Sports. Make sure you follow the show while you're at it at Fantasy Road Show and check out the Substack, the Fantasy Culls, how the hell are you? Great. Um, that was a pretty interesting fantasy week. Um, it was a good fantasy week. My teams did really well. A lot of the players that we were, uh, you know, big on going into the year uh, had big weeks. So, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I'm worried. Are we just going to have to deal with uh, gruesome injuries and people just getting injured like for the whole season, just every week? Someone's going to go down because yeah, week, week one. JK week two, um, Nick Chubb, prayers go out to Nick Chubb, man. Hopefully he can come back from that. That was gnarly. Did you see it? Did you get to like watch it? Yeah, I didn't rewatch it though. Oh um, man, it was hard. <laughs> so like we're having a really good start to our underdog. Um, our We have an insane amount of exposure on Jerome Ford. But at the oh, same yeah. time, same time, like we're not. So... <laughs> If you look at the standings, we're doing very well on underdog, but it's a little bit worrisome because here is, I'm about to read off the top. I mean, here's our top five, top six owned underdog running backs. You're going to okay. puke, all right? Oh, God. Oh, God. Jerome Ford. Okay. Massive, massive exposure on him, like close yeah. to 50, 50%. Number two. Aaron Jones out last week. Yeah, that's rough. Number three, J.K. Dobbins, done for the year. Ouch. Number four, Jeff Wilson Jr. has been on IR. Hard yeah, not good. Number five, Antonio Gibson. <laughs> and number six, oh. Cam Akers. Oh God! <laughs> but so, yet, but yet, we're we're just doing really good in underdog. Aside from that, yeah, I mean, our wide receivers, our highest. Here's our highest owned running back and wide receiver. Okay, Jerome Ford and Nico Collins. Oh, solid. Are arguably, the two biggest like ADP. Well, biggest for Ford from this past game and what it looks yeah. like moving forward. So, oh gosh, it's that's uh, it's so scary. Yeah, but I think we're in a good spot moving forward with those uh, risers and ADP. Uh, Nico Collins looks like a beast right now in Houston, uh, and hopefully, hopefully Cleveland doesn't go after another running back. Like, do you really see them going after Kareem Hunt? I know we're going to talk about this. This is a waiver episode. We're getting into week three yeah, waivers, let's, let's, the hitchhikers. Let's get, let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. Huh? Are Everybody. We, yeah. Huh? Yeah, before before we um just keep run off on a tangent, let's yeah, let's get let's, into uh, it. Everybody the other thing I was gonna say was the um the UT game was outstanding, it was so much fun. Oh, you uh, got to go to your first UT game, right? Yeah, yeah. You yep. sent me a picture of the stadium, it looked awesome, packed. Yeah, yeah, packed, buzzing, it was awesome. Um, had a great time. So um, yeah, that was really the only football slash life update i wanted to okay uh, all right highlight. all right well everybody buckle up we're about to get into it all right so um obviously the big waiver wire discussion right now is jerome ford uh with the injury with kareem or with uh i'm sorry nick chubb uh, I got Green Hunt, Cream Hunt on my mind from our previous conversation, but uh, Jerome Ford looked really good, man. I don't know. I when I was watching that game, uh, he looked clean, he looked crisp, uh, he broke off a nice big run. It was like a sixty-some yarder. Um, did you did you get the chance to watch the entire game? Did you watch clips? Like, um, yeah. Did you got to see it? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Ford a lot. I think that's one of the reasons we were so high on him this off season is because. We thought he was going to have a role, a secondary role in a backfield that um, has maybe the most injury upside in the entire league. Um, 
you know, a lot of what Chubb, Chubb's great running back. A lot of what he does, however, is behind that line and in that offense, you know, running yeah. backs can be that skilled and that talented, but he benefits a lot from that situation. One of the best offensive lines in the league and the way that they uh, kind of run the offense through the running back. So I think Ford showed last night that he's good, good enough, skilled enough to be the lead back. And he has that, he has the ability to catch the ball, which he showed um, he could do really well, you know, as well. So, yeah, I mean, just well, where do they go from there? I think Kareem Hunt makes sense. I think Leonard Fournette makes sense. Uh, I just don't think either of those guys are in that good of shape or really good enough that once you bring them in and work them out, you may have a better option on your team already, like a Pierre yeah. Strong, you know? like yeah. I don't know that Leonard Fournette's in shape. Uh, and I just think that Hunt would have gotten signed by the Colts had he looked good. Um, so, you know, Leonard's not going to come back and play for a veteran minimum. He, want, he He's done a great job in his career to where, you know, he's made money. He's won Super Bowls. He doesn't need to come back for anything. Um, yeah. So. So I, I, I think more, I think more importantly, I think the Cleveland Browns really, really like Jerome Ford. Like, I just I think they're yeah. going to really give him a chance here. If they bring in any piece, it's just going to be an auxiliary piece to back him up. And I just yeah, the Cam Akers kinda, would worry me. That would be the one thing would that would worry. You think me, that would I, come in and threaten his workload? Yeah, it's a little bit. I don't think it yeah. would like a lot. But if Cam Akers steps in and does really well, then you know, they may have a split backfield between the two of them. I just don't know why they would do that unless he's literally so cheap. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And they were worried about Chubb's future, which is probably a legitimate concern at this point. Yeah. Um, so. Um, would you would you consider them in the candidacy to be uh, calling the Colts for Jonathan Taylor? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I um, mean, I would has think that so price if, tag gone down though. It would have needed uh, to be, you know, I don't know. I yeah. Don't the Browns are the, the Browns just seem like, like they're kind of all in though. Aren't they like they would make a move like that? Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't care enough about the Taylor situation to know like what teams are eligible to even sign him based on, how much cap they would be eating and if they have the wherewithal to uh, the bandwidth to, to sign him for next season. Cause like, he's not going to go anywhere anywhere unless he sees that long-term uh, deal. That, that's yeah. a possibility. So I don't know. Um, so would you, I mean, would you say right now that Jerome Fords should be the number one waiver priority this week? Hundred percent, not even close. I would yeah, burn just all of my, I would burn all of my fab on him. All a hundred percent of your fab. Yeah, and I may do that to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think it, that's definitely. I would probably go ninety percent, but I would totally understand if you want a hundred. I would probably save just a little bit because um, it's only week two. But yeah, yeah if, for, if that's what's going to take, um, for what, if you need for a running what? back, <laughs> for I me, just, for, for what? I don't. I, yeah, I don't. But I'm not, don't look at me as like some fab wizard. Cause, <laughs> yeah, you hate fab, right? Well, no, it's not that I hate it. I think it's the perf, I think it would be, it's the preferred way to do it. I just haven't ever done it in the past. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just not, I've already expressed that I don't like redraft. So, yeah. I'm not going to just sit here and learn how to burn every competitive advantage with fab. Like I have with fantasy football in general, uh, with something that I'm planning on leaving after this season. Yeah, um, I get it. All right. Well, let's, so. let's move on. Uh, Jerome Ford is, is owned in about 16% of leagues. Uh, and when we talk about this, um, roster percentage, we're talking about sleeper. 
Um, we're referring to sleeper leagues. If you're not on sleeper, you're you're fucking up. ESPN, old news. Yeah. Get on yeah, sleeper. We, it's the best platform. Yeah. So we we've made a conscious decision to only use sleeper. Um, you know, sleeper ownership, and we're going to refer only to sleeper because we believe in that platform the most and we want to eventually have a partnership with them because that's the fantasy platform you should be on. So sleeper yeah, is who we are going to talk about. We're going to promote sleeper. Um, we only want partnerships with, um, you know, companies and, and products that we truly believe in. Hence yeah. why we're both drinking one of these. <laughs> Cheers. Tropical and vibe. Hence why I'm drinking one of these. Um, you yeah. Know, you got to stay right, so, um, behind things you believe in, that sleeper. Yep. Yes. So the next four running backs I'm going to bring up, these are running backs available in, in most shallow leagues. So um, higher roster percentages. So Zach Moss is rostered in 56% of leads. Roshan Johnson is rostered in 51%. Tyje Spears is rostered in 26%. And Kendra Miller is rostered in 25%. So out of these four running backs, Mike, Zach Moss, Roshan Johnson, Tyje Spears, Kendra Miller, do any of them, are any of them worth a pickup outside of uh, Jerome Ford? Yeah, I think you should have gotten Zach Moss last week. I mean, I, I was a roster Zach Moss guy Um in drafts at the end of the year. Like I, I he he was on my roster since week one because I just had yeah. him win, winning that backfield. You should have picked him up last week before he got the start. Now you're kind of behind the eight ball and his price went up on waivers. So um yeah. yeah, I still think you have two weeks until Jonathan Taylor's eligible to come back. So there's a little bit of concern there. Uh, whereas Roshan, like the only thing holding him back from winning that backfield is the dumbass coaching staff with the dumbass yep. team with maybe one of the worst, uh, organizations, one of the worst front offices, one of the more worst owners, um, just keep a going, horrible keep going. dog just shit keep going. football team. <laughs> they can't even, they can't even know. They don't even know how to coach a football team. Uh, it's, it's has no idea what he's doing. Um, they're yeah. so, yeah, I mean, they're just so bad that like, but, but you're threw, still, you're, he's still worth the pickup though. Yeah. I just wanted to go off on the bears. <laughs> I know. Let's cut it off. All right. It's, did it's you enough see, is enough. I, did you see these yeah. tweets that they ran the exact same play in the exact same screen pass three plays in a I, row? I watched it. I, that's what I was saying. That as soon as he threw that pick, I'm like, "Why are we just keep continuing to run the same play?" Like, like I, I I can see it coming, and I'm not even a fucking football player on the NFL. Like, come on, get real. So yeah, uh, you know, enough is enough. We here, we, but- we had that conversation last week that it's mind boggling that like I know I'm a better brain. Like I could I know I could GM better than. NFL GMs like I just know that I can my brain works better than theirs and, and dude and well how could that ever be <laughs> I've spent yeah. zero Ryan days Poles, in the front office Ryan Poles was making great moves like it, like it was it was understood that the Bears during the offseason prior to week one they were the m- most improved team from what the, the the moves that they made so it seems like he did the right things but just it didn't it didn't come to fruition. So like I, it's, I blame the coaching. I blame the, the, the culture that they're building it. Yeah, dude, the offensive coordinators trash. So anyway, um, you're saying Roshan Johnson has the fact that they have just, they've allowed Claypool to get away with what it, like you, you should, you just need to have zero tolerance for some of the things like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, whatever it's, uh, yeah, Roshan is definitely number two on that list for me. Who else did you say? Kendra uh, Miller. It and- was well, yeah, it was J- Jerome Ford, Zach Moss, uh, Roshan Johnson, Tajay Spears, and Kendra Miller. Yeah, I'd go Tajay and then Miller. So it would be Moss, Roshan, Tajay, Kendra. Um, All right, and I could, I could see. I could see you going Roshan over Moss if you think that JT is going to come back and be a Colt. Uh, 
Um, what are did the Colts? Yeah, so I don't know. Well, however, your you, whatever your stance is in that situation, like well, if here, you think he's if you think he's coming back to the Colts and Moss's, you know, value goes down, then um, I think it depends then, yeah, on roster I, construction. If if you need if you need a piece to start right away, Zach Moss is the way to go, even if it's for two that's weeks. True. If you're yeah, just adding true. a if you're just adding a piece just to hope that they gain value throughout the year, then Roshan's more important. You know what I mean? If you're not going to start him, don't pick up Zach Moss because that's a limited availability there. So I like Roshan for the season long outlook, not so much Zach. Yeah. So if you're you're going to the Ravens this week with as a Colts, so you're going to be one and two. Then you have Rams and Titans at home. If you are two and two, you beat the Rams at home, and you have a matchup against the Titans and then the Jags at Jags. Those are your week five and six. If you're the yeah. Colts, if I am the Colts, again, as I just said, I know that I'm smarter than GMs. So this is what I would do <laughs> okay. if I was two and two. And I had two divisional opponents coming up and I could be four and two yeah. and beat two divisional opponents. I tell Jonathan Taylor, you're in the fucking game. We're going to see if we can be four and two and potentially be a playoff team this year. You know what I mean? Like, that's your opportunity yeah. to go out and make we, yourself we, a playoff team. Yeah, we need to incorporate a weekly uh, calls GM segment. <laughs> but to me, like that is a no brainer, right? That's just and, yeah. No, and he, yeah, he has to play. And maybe you know they have a smart enough GM that they will do that. Yeah, that as we know, like for some reason, these people getting these powerful positions. I guess it's just probably bullshit, bullshit politics or the owner has an ego problem and is just like, this guy's a yes, man. I want to hire him because I can just play him like a, uh, a fucking ventriloquist. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but that would be the no brainer for me. So I think if you don't trade, if you don't trade him to one of these teams that need a running back Rams don't necessarily need one, but Rams Browns, uh, one of these teams here, then you put them in there and you try to win those games and be four and two and probably in first yeah. place in your division. You know, there's there's going to be some movement here in the next couple of weeks with running backs like Cam Akers looks like he's going to get traded. The Ravens want to get somebody. Uh, the Browns seem like they want to bring in a piece like things are going to get shuffled. So be on the lookout. But um, just to recap, we got Jerome Ford, Zach Moss, Roshan Johnson, Ty J Spears, then Kendra Miller in that order. So now to get into more of deeper leagues, um, these are guys in less uh, owned in less than 5% of leagues uh, or 5% of teams. Uh, we got Matt Breida and Eric Gray. Um, Saquon uh, has a low ankle sprain, uh, right? Is that is it three to four weeks? Did you say, Mike? Was that something you sent me or is it two to three? I saw three, three weeks was the projection. Uh, he's being listed as day-to-day, -day, so I don't know if that's a dabble. Like, Yeah. So we, it's Matt Breida, Eric Gray, then we have Pierre Strong, uh, Tony Jones, and Craig Reynolds. Um, these are all guys owned in less than 5% of leagues. The one thing I'm going to say about Matt, Matt Breida and Eric Gray, the Giants, the next four games the Giants have on their schedule are brutal for running backs. You have the at 49ers. Then you got versus the Seahawks at home. Then you got at Dolphins, at Bills. So, like, even if you're a Saquon owner and you want to pick up Breida or Gray, it's not a good idea. I would advise against that. Uh, those matchups are going to be really tough, and uh, I don't see either Breida or Gray overcoming that. So uh, I would stay away personally. I don't know what you think, Mike. Breida, Gray, Strong, Reynolds. That was the list, Tony and Tony Jones. Breida, Gray, Strong, Reynolds, and Tony Jones. Okay, so... Um... In, in deeper formats because I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean most leagues most leagues were in the top players jerome ford zach moss roshan ty j spears kendra miller those guys aren't available in our leagues and there's a lot of leagues out there that those guys aren't going to be available so we wanted to bring up about five names that are most likely going to be available on the waiver wire this week yeah so um what do we know about jamal williams it, like um, I don't know much. I don't know much. Um, he was questionable to return and then he was designated out for the game. So it wasn't as bad as like, Hey, 
as soon as he got injured, boom, he's not coming back. There was question of him coming back. So I would imagine it's going to be a one-week injury, two tops. But, okay. I mean, Tony Montgomery? Jones was uh, – Montgomery is now day-to-day. Um, Which, he was what? originally That's considered so out a couple one. weeks. Okay, so, so, yeah, so I'm, two, I'm guessing two like two weeks. Okay, yeah. two weeks. All right, so you have Tony Jones likely for one week, and then Kamara comes back. You have Reynolds yeah. for two weeks. And then Brita, three. Um, so the way I would look at three with bad matchups. So I like Reynolds. Yeah. I think he has a legitimate role. Like I think he's going to be the Montgomery role. Um, so he's going to be a touchdown dependent flex option. Or if you're desperate, like David Montgomery, light for the next two two weeks. Um, yeah. Tony Jones like could have a decent game next week, and that's it. Brita, you have three weeks against bad defenses. However, I would probably go Brita, Reynolds, Jones in that order for me, and then I'm just leaving okay. off leaving off Gray and Pierre because I don't think there's anything in there, and I also think. In order for them to become, um, I would need to, I just don't think there's enough value. I would need to see it before I consider them a legitimate pickup over those three. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think, I think Brita's the clear back over Gray. I think Reynolds has a role as David Montgomery Light. And I think that Tony Jones, if Jamal is out, will have a good role for one week, but then when Kamara's back, Jamal or no Jamal, it's all Kamara. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, Brita has the most solidified role um, out of this list, but with those terrible matchups, I mean, you just, you never know. I mean, we saw against the 49ers, we saw what uh, Kyron Williams did. He had a great game against the 49ers last week, so it's not like it's completely out of the um, realm of possibility for Brita to have a good game, but I wouldn't be counting on it. Although out of these guys, Brita seems like the one to own. Uh, Pierre Strong could have a role if Cleveland doesn't bring in another running back. Uh, I know they like Strong there. They used they utilized him quite a bit last night after the uh, Chubb injury. So um, he's the one that has the most long term value, although it's very limited. And um, yeah, Tony Jones. I mean, he got the goal line, but dude, Taysom Hill was getting a lot of carries out of that backfield. <laughs> like a lot of carries out of the backfield. He had like seven or eight and he didn't look bad. Like that's the thing about Taysom Hill. Like he's just a good football player. Like he's just so the X factor. Rank them. So rank those guys. Um, it would be, for me, it's um, Brita one, Reynolds two, um, Jones three, then so Gray, then Strong. Yeah, same. Yeah, if that's same. the way you had it. Yeah, same. Yeah. Taysom Hill, nine right. carries, 75 yards. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's not It's not like Tony Jones is going to be getting this this insane workload, but probably he'll get the goal line. I don't know, to be honest, because Taysom Tony is Jones. good at the goal line too. Yeah, Tony Jones has never been good. He's had a lot of no. good weeks for opportunity, and he's never been good. But, yeah, I think it's still the order. I mean, anyways. All right, so I'm going to list off a couple running backs. And we're going to play hypothetical here, Mike, okay? Hypothetically, these guys are on your roster. Um, oh, we got a question here. Dylan, uh, hey, oh, new yeah. here, answering fantasy questions. Yes, absolutely. Uh, shoot away. Weather oh, you got it. Okay, much. go ahead. Um, so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list off a couple of running backs here. You tell me if, um, since hypothetically these guys are on your squad. I know realistically they're probably not. But hypothetically, they are. Are you willing to drop them for said um, Zach Moss, Jerome Ford? Um, you know those those first guys we said. So Rashad Penny, he's trash. Okay, drop him. Um, Zeke. Oh, we're doing drops, right? For the first. Yes. Group? Yes. Sorry, so hypothetically, these guys are on your roster. Are yeah. you willing to drop them for all running backs that we talked about? Rashad Both, Penny, yes. droppable. Zeke, yeah. drop him. Um, now here's a couple that are interesting. Khalil Herbert. Um, I'm keeping Khalil still. Lil Lil Herbert. Okay. 
little Herbert. Uh, yeah, we're well, gonna hold on to all right. Herbert. Well, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, because I, I just there's gonna be someone worse on your roster than Herbert. Okay. All so right. you're gonna so drop your just, second let's... tight end. You're gonna drop your lower tier wide receiver. But if you're saying like from the way that another way to to answer the question that you're asking for me right now is in the yeah. rest of season rankings, do you have these guys higher? That was be the way that I would also say that because like. No, I'm not dropping Herbert because there's got to be someone worse to drop or have that has less value to you. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Unless it's like you have a stacked wide receiver room. And um, here, let's put up this question from Dylan. All right. Um, sweet. Or oh, you got it oh, here. I got it. Do you trade? Sweet. Anyone Would you trade on anyone team? on this team? You want to read it? Go ahead. <laughs> You can read it. All right. Would you trade anyone on this team? 12 team, full PPR. Uh, his quarterbacks are Anthony Richardson, Geno. He's got Pollard, uh, Jer uh, James Cook, Khalil Herbert, Mostert, Spears. Got a good running back room. Um, Diggs, uh, MTs at Michael Thomas, uh, Hopkins, Hollywood, Andrews, and Likely. Uh, okay. And then he's saying, uh, yeah, was, was considering selling high on Mostert Hollywood. Maybe for the Saints fan, I tried to give Mostert and yeah. uh, MT for for Olave. What do you what so, do you got there, Mike? First of all, um, Dylan, thanks for the question. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoy. Um, yeah, hopefully, we give you a, 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 an answer that you like, and you 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 end up being a roadie and a fan. But anyways, first thing I notice, Saints fan. Uh, you're not going to be able to trade the Saints for this Saints fan. If you're trading a Saints fan, he's not going to give you the better Saints wide receiver. Uh, he's going to want Alave. That being said, yeah. um, your team is definitely one that um, your team is definitely one that needs a trade here. I mean, I think you need to upgrade at wide receiver so if you wanted to pair most certain hollywood exactly like you said to get a solid wide receiver too that's absolutely what i would do um mostert mostert's had a really good game and that's definitely a sell high uh, opportunity because he's going to be in an offense that's just loaded with talent and is going to be super high scoring all year you're going to get jeff wilson back here in week week five a chain is inevitably going to get worked in more towards the end of the year. So um, you're selling Mostert at a time where I think there's definitely a buyer and you could sell that to someone, but his How role about, could decrease. Over take, a, take a look at the team that just lost Chubb. Take a look at the yeah. team that just lost Chubb, toss them the offer and see what they say, man. It, you know, if they're hurting for running back, they might really be considering that. And uh, uh, that's my recommendation. Yeah, hundred percent. So um, I totally agree. I, I would, I would go ahead and package exactly those two players because Hollywood's coming off of a game where he scored. Uh, I just don't like that offense. I don't want any part of that offense. Period. Yeah, that's so, rough. So if you can package two guys who had good big weeks, and you know, there's concerns moving forward throughout the year, and. Any anytime you do a two for one trade and you're getting a better player, um, that is preferred in my mind. Um, but yeah, I, I would say Mostert, because listen, you have Pollard and James Cook. Those are two awesome running backs that you can confidently start. Um, wide receiver, you know, running back one and two every single week. Um, and then Ty J Spears seems like he could have a breakout role here anytime. Um and then Andrews, you're solid at tight end. So I would need a wide receiver two to feel a lot better about that team. Anthony yeah. Richardson will be awesome if he can stay on the field. I have concerns with Gino, but he's you know he had a he, he had a good week against a um, you know bad D Detroit. So that that's my recommendations. Uh, Ryan, do you have yeah? And I wouldn't there? I wouldn't worry too much about James Cook not being out uh, not being on the field during goal line. I mean he looked great. Um, and in his production that he had. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. That's not the role that he's playing on the Bills offense. So um, he's going to get you the points um, uh, between the, you know, between the hashes. 
Yeah, I like that team, though, a lot. Those are two outstanding running backs. <clears throat> Trade Jonathan Taylor for Calvin Ridley. Uh, yes, 100%. Yeah, if you're, if you're absolutely. Calvin Ridley, yes, do that. Bronson, yes, thank um, you for the question, and absolutely. Yeah. Bronson, um, thank trade you. Trade ETN uh, or Ramondre for Chris Olave. Trade ETN or Ramondre, either. Um, yeah, I would. I think I would trade both. Either I one. would trade. I think I would trade both. I uh, I like both of them, but I think Olave has proven that he is uh, in an offense that's going to look for him to be their wide receiver one. I think Derek Carr is a good enough quarterback that you see him throw for three hundred. Um, so yeah, and I think the saints are going to be, you know, competing for the division, uh, every single week. So, um, Dylan appreciate it. Very good input anytime, Dylan. Um, thank you for liking, subscribing. We are going to be live during primetime games. Um, and then I guess we just randomly decided to, uh, here today. So Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Monday, uh, Monday night football will be live. Thursday night football will be live. Sunday night football will be live. And then throughout the week, um, uh, at, at sporadic times, just like uh, like and subscribe and stay tuned. We got more coming for yeah. you. So, um, all right. Dylan, thank we, you for the questions, we also, everyone. We also have a Substack. Substack. It's the Fantasy Roadshow We have a uh, a weekly article of Red Light Green Light and. Um, it has been, it, it's been solid. So I would subscribe to the Substack and then Twitter at fantasy roadshow, um, at Coles underscore sports at fantasy underscore trucker. That's where you're going to get all of our content. We are figuring out the best way to get it all out there. Um, as we go. And so we're kind of sporadic. Yeah. So we'll get it down. Um, but thank all right. You, so let's move on. Um, if you guys have any more questions, feel free to chime in. Uh, we're going to be covering wide receiver uh, uh, waiver or right now. So um, now these wide receivers, uh, same kind of system that we were talking running backs. We're going to I'm going to give you a group of four wide receivers that are available in shallow leagues and then four in deeper formats. So um, there's a couple wide receivers here. Adam Thielen is available in 52 percent. Uh, I'm sorry, rostered in 52% of leagues. Kendrick Bourne is rostered in 51%. Rashid Shahid is rostered in 46%. And Tutu Atwell is rostered in 32%. So, Mike, out of Adam Thielen, Kendrick Bourne, Rashid Shahid, and Tutu Atwell, um, how would you rank these in a uh, in number of importance um, and uh, waiver order there? Thielen, Shahid, Atwell, who is the fourth? Kendrick Bourne. Gosh. Um, Thielen looks like he's the guy that's stepping up in Panthers uh, wide receiver room. So I'm going to put him one given that yeah, at will at will's a wide receiver three right now. Um, you're going to have cut back. Assuming you have cut back week five, I think cups, your clear number one um, Puka's your number two. And honestly, if Atwell continues to look good these next two weeks, I could see him remaining wide receiver three and yeah, uh, Van Jefferson kind of being the odd man out there. So um, there is some value there with Atwell. Let's call Shahid the the wide receiver two A with Michael Thomas kind of being, you know, or Thomas two A, Shahid two B. Um, yeah. And then born like, could be wide receiver one for the Patriots, but I just think it's going to be like a newer guy each week. And like, who knows? Um, born Parker. I mean, I, I just don't like Juju, but I don't know that I love that offense, but let's go ahead and rank them. Now I got Thielen. Gosh. Oh, here, here, Mike, real quick. Take a look at this. Um, Dylan chimes in. Just checked out the Chubb team struggling at running back because running backs are Chubb, Madison, A.J. Dillon, and Gus Edwards. Ugh. His wide receivers, Mike Williams, Debo, Ayuk. Who would you package Mostert and Hollywood for? Um, the Mike Ayuk Williams, injury. Debo, Ayuk. I like Ayuk the most out of those three. I don't even necessarily think you'd have to package them to get an Ayuk. You could maybe just see if Mostert. Like a Mostert for Ayuk? Or maybe someone worse. Let's see who else is on his team mentioned above. 
Yeah, it was uh, Mike Williams, Debo, Ayuk. Hollywood, Hopkins. I mean, I think I have Hollywood being valued higher than Mike Thomas. Um, wouldn't you, Rai? Yeah, I would rather have Hollywood than Mike Thomas. So maybe package Mostert and Mike Thomas for uh, Ayuk. See if that works. I mean, dude, Mostert just came off of a two-touchdown game and is the only running back there right now. So, I mean, at least like yeah. of like it's his backfield. So you could sell him. And I could be confident in selling him to someone with Chubb and now Madison. A.J. Dillon has proven that he, even if there's injury concern with Jones, he's just not good enough to be a lead running back in an offense. So I could... Uh, you should be able to sell Mostert to him. Um, and then I like to even sometimes, uh, no, I was going to say what I'll do when I make trades. If you see, I don't really, I have Thomas like as the clear cut worst player out of Hopkins and Hollywood there. So like you could say, choose, you know, player X or Y a moster in Ayuk trade um and kind of give them the option that way like psychologically they think that they have you know like, oh i get to make this decision but in reality you're like giving two throwaway players to them but that's just yeah. like a negotiation tactic i would use right would prefer a better wide receiver but i like Ayuk. um yeah i think start with uh moster and thomas and then if he doesn't bite go hollywood um, but I don't necessarily think you have to. So I think you have a good, yeah, uh, a pretty good path forward there. All right. So yeah, definitely. Thielen one. Yeah, I guess I would go Thielen one, born two, Shahid three, at will four. But that's because I don't really. I'm not a believer in Atwell yet. I just think it's from circumstance like because of situation is why he's done so yeah. well that being said he has looked good so i'm not super confident in that if you're if you wanted to put atwell at three over shahid then great born like i don't like the offense but his ceiling is the highest because he could be wide receiver one or even receiving option number one on the patriots whatever that's yeah. worth but that's why i would have it i don't know i you probably have a different order because I'm not even really confident in that order. Um, I do. I'm. I have Adam Thielen for one. Uh, I agree with you there. I think he's the most important wide receiver out of this group. Uh, but then I have Rashid Shahid, uh, then Tutu Atwell, then Kendrick Bourne. Um, Rashid, he just looks really good, and Derek Carr seems to really like him. Um, and Tutu Atwell, the thing with Tutu is it's it's Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a beast right now. And I think he can support all three of those wide receivers once Cooper Cups comes back. So yeah. that's kind of why I have those four. Uh, we got another question here, Mike. Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, need need options. Everyone is offering me AJ Brown and Saquon for my Pollard and Jordan Addison. Do I accept full PPR? Someone is offering me AJ Brown and Saquon for Pollard and Addison. Do I accept full PPR? <sighs> is Saquon going to be out for three weeks? Uh, Ian, thanks for the question. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I think that I would just want to know how your roster is built and if you can afford. Are you 2-0? and Can you afford three weeks for Saquon to be injured? Do you have running yeah, back depth? Yeah, big factor. Do you have running back depth that could support that? Because... If you can make that trade and still make the playoffs, then yes, make the trade. You're going to have two first rounders. Saquon, I do really like Pollard, but like Saquon is as good, if not better, than Pollard when healthy. So, yeah, he's in the he's in the same tier in the rest of the season rankings, right? Yeah, I might even have him a little higher still, even though Pollard's been outstanding. But AJ Brown, like you know. Uh, he's AJ Brown. He's going to, as the Eagles offense continues to get better, which it inevitably will throughout the season, AJ Brown's yeah. going to be, you know, still that second tier wide receiver. Whereas Addison doesn't have a chance to be that 
unless Jefferson gets injured and he is he is like targeted as much as Jefferson currently is. So I would go AJ Brown and Saquon, but you have yeah. to be very confident, very confident that you're maybe two and zero. Or that you're going to make the playoffs if and you then were you able have to get depth. Kyron Williams. Yeah, if you were able to get Kyron Williams, if you were able to get one of these guys to where your running back room feels good that you can win. If you can go one and two and you're sitting there three and two, and then you have AJ Brown and Saquon and you're confident you're you can make the playoffs, then make that trade. If not, if you're fighting from behind, then you just can't afford to right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to keep moving on these uh, wide receivers here. So these next four wide receivers I'm going to bring up, uh, these guys are available in um, in deeper formats. All right, let's put a pause on this real quick. We got Ian chiming in again. Uh, he's one and one playing the worst team this week. My running backs are weak right now. I will have Madison and Algier if I accept the trade. Unfortunately, I don't think you can make this trade, bud. Uh, Madison, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. I don't even think Madison is a legitimate uh i just don't think he's good um yeah i mean sorry to say sorry to say that but that's kind of how we felt certainly myself i was very opinionated on madison being a dog shit running back and that's kind of what we've seen algier i guess i would be okay feeling having him as a running back too if i had a pollard but yeah i mean i think madison's just one of those players you're going to start all year and be frustrated for having to continue to start him based on the role that he sits in. Uh, and then Algier is going to have those touchdown games where you're like, feel really good about starting him. So anyways, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's get back on track with waivers. Appreciate the question. Yeah, so- Ian. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where my mind's at. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. All right, so these four receivers are available in deeper formats. Uh, you got Josh Reynolds rostered in 21% of leagues. You got Marvin Mims rostered in 21%. You got Tank Dell rostered in 20 And you got Jaden Reed rostered in 19%. Um, so out of Josh Reynolds, Marvin Mims, Tank Dell, Jaden Reed, how do you how do you look at these four wide receivers here, Mike? Yeah, uh, dude, Josh Reynolds is a stud. Um I think we talked about it on Sunday night football, how like we, we did. Yeah. How I was, I was looking at Marvin Jones and those drops in week one. And I was like, man, he catches those balls. He has a nice little day. Who is going to be that guy? And Reynolds has stepped up in the past. Uh, I think he's, he's physically talented and there's a lot of production production that needs to be made up in that offense what is Amon Ra's deal is he healthy did he get dinged um, up I'll look game? into it he he did get dinged up but I do think he's healthy I don't think he's in uh any um uh you know any problematic for this week but uh I'll he's double always check dinged up talking. man isn't he well that's the thing someone someone <laughs> else in this on this offense Amon Ra's is gonna, is always dinged team. up yeah, and someone else on this <laughs> roster is, is going to have production on a weekly basis, and it seems like that's Josh Reynolds. Yeah, um, Reynolds, so I like Reynolds. Uh, he's my clear number one here. Um, number two is Reed. Number three is Tank Dell, and number four is Mims. I think Mims is going to be one of those like home run swing type guys, so if that's what you need in your team is – someone that you can stick in and get a get a huge you know touchdown catch from something like that i just think that's his role is going to be the 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 home run type guy i don't know that he's ever going to get you know six catches a game at least not for the foreseeable future especially with judy uh coming back but that's a team that just likes to spread the ball out or russell wilson loves spreading the ball out and you already have sutton and Judy's mouth to feed. Uh, I think Javante is going to get worked into that offense a lot more too. But Jaden Reed is the legitimate slot. He now caught two touchdowns yesterday or last week, this past week, and he's going to have that chemistry with Love. You already see it to where he's a trusted, um, a trusted piece of that offense, regardless if 
uh, Watson comes back. I mean, Ryan, so exactly what we talked about preseason is if yeah. Reed, if Reed is the starting slot and he's in a young offense, if he establishes that chemistry early on and becomes a trusted piece for love, then he's going to have a really good role this year and, yeah. and for his career. And that's what's happening, right? First two games. Yeah. We saw it early was, week two. Yeah. So uh, we, um, we, I got an know, update we, on Amon Ra. Amon Ra left Sunday's contest um, due to cramping, so he he'll be fine for this week. So what is he on his period? <laughs> um, yeah, he's cramping. So, tank, uh, all right. Tank so you're Dell, seeing you're seeing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Tank Dell has a role, right? He looked good, man. He looked really good this last week. And that is, we've already heard his quarterback express, um, go get this guy, right? So now he goes yeah. on the field and he has success, seven catches, 72 yards and a touchdown. So now you see it, you see him have success uh, pretty soon here, man. You're going to see Nico Collins and Tank Dell as um, a pretty good one-two punch in Houston, which... I traded both of them to you in Dynasty, saying <laughs> saying that that is the potential there, and now we're seeing the potential. And you were pissed. You were like swearing at me. Here's, Don't even talk to me, bro. Like, you, okay, you, you know were, what? It was it was a sympathy trade. Okay, I'm telling you right now. Not I true. have I had a ton of running backs. No, let me explain myself. Okay, I had a ton of running backs. You wanted Rashad White. And you offered I needed me Rashad Tank White. Dell. I, didn't, I didn't want Rashad White. I needed. Yes, Rashad. you needed Rashad White, and I, I had a back. plethora of running backs. And you said, "I'll give you Tank Dell and Nico Collins since you have C.J. Stroud." I drafted C.J. Stroud in the rookie draft, and I'm like, you know what? That could work out pretty nice for me. I do have a ton of young running backs, and I My think point it'd be is okay this was I, the conversation you know, we had so, that these two could be big time, like you know, a big time one, two punch and Stroud yeah. threw for 384 yards and two touchdowns. What a monster day. And those were yes. the two that his two guys that got everything. So that could be yeah, the future in Houston. Um, so I don't know. I, I, that is, that's nice. But anyways, that we're sidetracked again, Reynolds, Reed, yes. Dell, Mims. That's what I would have. And I would honestly maybe have, Dell over Reed, but I just need to see that more. I need to see. I still think that the Texans are going to be shitty. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I have Reynolds, Dell, Reed, Mims. Uh, my reasoning behind that is um, I, you know, we could have seen a Reed uptick this last week because Aaron Jones was out and they wanted to pass the ball more. When Aaron Jones comes back, they're going to run the ball a lot more. So we'll see how that develops. Tank Dell, I just like what I saw, but that also could have been a product of Stroud just having a monster game and almost throwing for 400 yards. You know, he's not going to do that every week, or at least he it's not likely. So um, we'll see how that works out. But then Mims, only two receptions, but he had that bomb. Um, you know, he's going to be that deep threat. So, yeah, I have Josh Reynolds, Tank Dell, Reed, then Mims. But, Mike, I, I want to ask you, how do you incorporate these four compared to the first four I mentioned? Um, are you taking any four of these guys between Reynolds, Mims, Dell, and Reed? Are you taking any four of them ahead of uh, Thielen, Kendrick Bourne, Rashid Shahid, Tutu Atwell um, in, in, a, in a big picture? Yeah, this is, again, going to matter on roster construction. Uh, roster. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like Reynolds still has, we're in week three. Amon Raz dinged up. Jameson Williams comes back week seven. So that's another mouth to feed there. Um, Reynolds would be interesting uh, just because I probably would take Reynolds over some of those Shahid Atwell born. Um, or Thielen, maybe not, because if he ends up being like the guy that Bryce trusts and goes to, he can just, from a catch standpoint, like he in a PPR format, which you should only be, be playing PPR because PPR is standard. PPR is standard. You're absolutely then, right. 
and and Thielen gets six or seven catches a game, then it doesn't matter. He's not touchdown dependent. He's gonna get that. He's gonna have enough volume to where you can feel comfortable starting him. Uh, yeah. But so Thielen would probably be my number one on this list. Uh, if we if you think he's that guy, but then I would probably look at Reynolds, and then I would probably look at honestly Jaden Reed. Um, and if you see one more week out of Tank Dell that looks anything like this past <laughs> game, he could shoot up that list as like almost tank top dog. Yeah. Which is crazy to say, but like seven for 72 and a touchdown is a real deal type stat line in an offense that could support that. Like Robert Woods, there's. Yeah, he's a veteran presence in that receiver room, but Stroud has already expressed how much he loves Dell. If he he could just feed that, you know what I mean? Uh, Dell's ceiling. I I like Dell's ceiling a lot, and you have a quarterback that is already expressed like that's my guy. So, um, yeah, it's just important to take stances, right? Like this is what I feel. You have to go on what you see and what you feel. So. This mm-hmm. list, this list is very interchangeable based on what you see and how you feel. Um, so if you feel that Thielen has a capped ceiling because of a, he's on a bad offense, you know maybe you look to one of these other guys more. Um, Shahid is his ceiling's capped because of Alave. Um, Atwell is going to be struggling with cup and then being behind puka especially like how many catches does puka get each week um when you have cooper cup in there right so yeah how much is going to be left for atwell um born i would probably take everyone we just named before born um i would too unless like yeah i mean the reason why i had born ahead of Shahid and Atwell in that previous list is because I think his ceiling is higher than the other two right now. But if we're talking like again, it just comes down to roster construction, right? Like what kind of player (laughs) you need? All of these players have a better role right now than born. Um, Yeah. He got two balls and like could be, wide receiver one for for but Mac. Dude, what, what is Devontae Devontae Parker Devontae Parker came out and played his first week with the with the Patriots week two and he he almost looked better than Kendrick Bourne. Like and then and it's really Hunter Henry who is the best target on the Patriots. So um yeah I would take uh, all of them. Maybe not Mims. I would maybe take Mims after Bourne. I think I would have the Mims on the bottom of my list. I think I would go Thielen, Reynolds, uh yep. Dell um, and then I would go uh, Shahid, Reed, Atwell, Mims, Born. Do I look? Do or I look smart? Born Mims. Do I look smarter <laughs> when I do this? <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that covers it for running backs and wide receivers. Uh, we will be posting um, graphics of these uh, on our Twitter and our Instagram. Uh, I'll be building those after this episode, Mike. Um, but I think we covered it. Uh, did you did you have anything else to add for running backs and wide receivers before we go into tight ends and quarterbacks real quick? Nope. You okay? Uh, you QB'd the hell out of that. Thank you for having a nice organized list for us. Oh, hey, I here's a, one more question to wrap up wide receivers. Another game of hypothetical. Okay, these guys that I list off are the worst wide receiver on your team. Hypothetically, are you willing to drop? them for a said uh, Adam Thielen or Josh Reynolds. Um, First name I'm going to bring up, Michael Gallup. Would you drop Michael Gallup? Yeah, he wouldn't be on my team anyways. Okay, you don't need to add that, Mike. This is hypothetical. (laughs) We are playing a game. All right, hypothetically. That's all you want is yes or no, right? That's it. That's it. I got you. I got you. uh, Michael Gallup, yes, drop him. Rondell Moore. Yes. Quentin Johnston. No. Okay, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Yes. 
Okay. So these guys are all owned, rostered in more more leagues, uh, more teams than everybody we just mentioned. So if these guys, Michael Gallup, Rondell Moore, Juju, if these guys are sitting on your bench, drop them for the wide receivers we just mentioned, the Adam Thielen, the Josh Reynolds, um, the uh, uh, Tank Dell, the Jaden Reeds. These guys have so much more upside than the Michael Gallup's, Rondell's, Moore, Juju. These guys are just taking up roster spots. So don't be afraid to drop them. Uh, you heard it here first. Um, now, as far as quarterbacks and tight ends, it's going to be a small list here. Okay. Quarterbacks for me, there's only two people. Now, if you're the only reason you'd be picking up these quarterbacks, um, if you're preparing for a, a bye week, uh, I'm not sure the early bye weeks for quarterbacks, I don't know off the top of my head, but Jordan Love and Matthew Stafford, the only two guys on my list that are worth a pickup if you want to get ahead of the competition and grab a backup. Now, Jordan Love is a, is rostered in only 39%, and Matthew Stafford is rostered in 28%. Um, Jordan Love, back-to-back three touchdown games, over 25 fantasy points in both games. Um, he's someone to stash um, for when you need him uh, with, with bye weeks. And then Matthew Stafford, we're all watching what Matthew Stafford's been able to do, what he did last week against San Francisco. Um, he, he, the thing is, like, he's a great real-life quarterback, it's just not translating entirely to fantasy. I mean, he's having good games, but not great games. Uh, over 300 yards back to back, but only one touchdown in the two games. Um, so we're, you know, we're looking for Puka to score maybe a couple touchdowns this week. But well, yeah, Mike, I mean, uh, what do you feel about Jordan Love, change. Stafford? That's going to all change too, and he can trust on going to to Cup in the red zone. Yeah, Cup Cup's a, Cup's a target hog. He's a touchdown hog. So. Um, what what was your question though? Um, just between Jordan Love and Stafford, like if if you're looking to stash a quarterback, um, which one would you rather have between those two? I love them both. They're both like very high on our underdog ownership because we targeted those two guys um, heavily as our like quarterback too. Um, so mm-hmm. I I like them both a lot. I think their their trajectory and their seasons are exactly what. Um, but I had anticipated, I think you were lower on love because you're a biased bears fan, but now that you're realizing that the bears suck and the Packers are good, both historically and for the rest of your life that, um, yeah. you know, that, yeah, yeah, I'm kidding. I just wanted to say that to see your reaction. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a realization I'm coming to terms with. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It. Bears, the Bears organization sucks, and the Packers organization has just been great my entire life. My entire life, the Packers yeah. have been great, and the Bears suck. I mean, and, we made it it's... to the Super Bowl one. I don't want to get into this. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go off on a tangent well, on the Bears anymore than right. we already have. Okay, your girl. Good thing is your girlfriend. She is a Packers fan. So if you ever like, we're in the doghouse, and you're like, you know what, babe, how about I'm going to be a Packers fan from now on. You do have that option. <laughs> So just yeah, her, her family would welcome me in with open arms, I'm sure. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So did you say Matthew Stafford or um, Jordan Love? Which one would you prefer stashing prefer, for a bye week? Um, I mean, and and obviously look before at you your bye week. Mike, uh, I was just going to say that. Look at your bye week and, and see they which their matchup. And that will definitely determine um, who to go with. But uh, just in a general aspect. Um, who do you like more between Love and Stafford for the rest of season? Uh, that's going to matter a lot. The the matchup on the bye week for me. <sighs> Green Bay's in a bad bad division, so maybe Green Bay because you know they still have five games against dog shit teams. Um, yeah. I mean the Vikings and the Bears defense. Those two defenses are complete garbage. So yeah, Lions I get that. too. Lions give like, Lions give up a ton of points. You know. Yeah. Um. So. So you're you're going with Jordan just, Love then? I mean, there's so many factors that would go into that decision for me on my teams. But well, in in an in, in this aspect, then who is higher on your rest of season rankings? between Jordan Love and Stafford, just in a, in a lineal, lineal uh, perspective. Yeah, I mean, I hate having to say that without taking a deep dive, but um, – 
Let me look at my rankings from the start of the season. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going I'm going Stafford. I think I, I like I like what Stafford's doing right now without Cup. And when Cup comes back, it, I think it's just gonna get even better. So uh, I would be picking up Stafford to stash. Um, but obviously we mentioned it before. Look at your bye week, look at who they're playing, and that'll definitely determine the answer for you. But I, I like Stafford over love. I had love over Stafford. Um I have the Packers winning the division. I still have them winning the division. Uh, yeah. So give me love, but okay. Uh, All yeah. right. I mean, they uh, still no. they still have to add their biggest receiving threat. Like Watson hasn't played with love, and uh, very good point. So yeah, give me uh, give me love. I think his division's a lot easier. Um, I, I but again, I would have. There's so many things I'd have to look at to to make like a very confident decision on that. Cause they're so close. Yeah, That's that's understandable. All right. So um, let's move on to tight ends. If you, uh, if you had Dulcich, he's on the IR. If you had, uh, um, you know, Kyle Pitts and you're tired of uh, that mediocrity. Um, there's a couple like tight ends here. I have on my... <laughs> yeah. Like being a Bears fan, dealing with bullshit. Um, a couple of guys I have on the list here. It's uh, Sam Laporta, who's rostered in 49% of leagues. Zach Ertz is rostered in 47% of leagues. And Hunter Henry is rostered in 34% of leagues. Um, these guys, uh, for most people out there, these guys are going to be on your waiver wire. Uh, Mike, how would you rank Laporta, Zach Ertz, and Hunter Henry? Uh, I would go Laporta, Henry, Ertz, just because I like Laporta as a player and human being more than Henry. But Henry's probably the better like pickup, just because he is Max number one receiving option. Um, but I like Laporta; I just like him, so I would probably take I, him. I know what you mean, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Hunter Henry's probably the better move. I mean. Mac Jones's top target two years ago when he, you know, his rookie season when he looked like a competent quarterback. Um, so probably go Henry over Laporta and Ertz. That being said, I love Laporta, so I would go him. Uh, yeah, just uh, Hunter Henry. Guy. Hunter Henry, six targets week one, seven targets week two. We get a touchdown in both weeks. Um, he's probably the, probably the play here. I would take Hunter Henry over Laporta, but I'm I'm right there with you. I really really like Laporta, and I and, think. And I, Go ahead. Yeah. And there's just always like offenses and teams I would rather pay attention to than others. And like, I don't care if Ertz is the greatest tight end ever. I just don't even want to look at the Cardinals games unless I'm, you know, from a, from a survivor standpoint where I'm like cashing in on them, just tanking and losing. But yeah, you know, no, I, I, I completely get that. Uh, but I mean, his production Patriots is are to, one of those teams for me. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. But it's hard to deny the, the production. You got 10 targets week one, eight targets week two. Like when you're talking about tight end targets, those are those are high numbers. So yeah, um, Earth's for me, they're trying to feed and target a shit ton so that they increase his trade value and then they're going to trade him to a yeah. contender yeah very possible uh which teams need him i don't know but um you know someone's gonna either have a tight end injury and they're gonna be in the race or look at someone like dallas like if they're not if dallas doesn't feel good about what they're getting out of ferguson hendershot and um who is their third tight end uh Macher. Yeah, and they want someone like Ertz, then they'll yeah. go. They'll go and pay a little bit for him, you know. Yeah, I. I mean, Ferguson had a quiet week, but he scored a touchdown. I think they like Ferguson, so I can understand where you're coming from. But yeah, Zach Ertz is the number seven tight end on the season. Like he's getting production there, so uh, we'll see how that develops. But uh, it's Hunter Henry, Laporta, Ertz for me. For Mike, you got Laporta, Henry, Ertz. Uh, if you need a tight end, that's kind of how we feel about that. Um, so that about covers it. That is our uh, the fantasy hit, Mike. I am so mad right now. We didn't use this a single time. For all those guys we mentioned, you better. Pick them up. Pick them <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. I promise we'll use that a lot more next episode, next week on the week four uh, hitchhikers. But um, those are all the guys out there that we think you should pick up. Um, put make a priority. Uh, obviously, if 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 Jerome Ford is out there, go get him. 
dump your fab if you need to. Don't be afraid. Uh, this guy's going to be a legit weapon the rest of the season as long as they All don't go and dr- uh, pick anybody up. But uh, other than that, we appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, remember, we're going to be going live Monday night football, Sunday night football, Thursday night football during all primetime games. We'll be live right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash sports ethos. We will also be live on our Twitter at Fantasy Roadshow. Check us out there. Check out the Substack, the Fantasy Roadshow.substack.com. Remember, and we might random your handles. And just and we might ran- week. Yeah, just, we might randomly yeah. go live. So that's why you should subscribe and put on notifications because you never know. And that is your time to catch us live and have us talk about your specific questions. Uh, yeah, we will. Hopefully, we, will we had take time. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm trying. Yeah. No, hopefully we uh, we gained three new roadies today exactly for for doing that. So I think. Uh, when Ryan and I take a step back and have a conversation, we're both going to agree that um, it was beneficial to be live and get questions and gain followers, hopefully, and uh, just keep on keeping on. Yeah, we will always, uh, if you're asking questions in the comments, we will stop our conversation to a screeching halt and uh, um, answer your Most questions. likely because right. we have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> that might be why. But uh, we'll see. But uh, again, thank you for joining us uh, on another episode of the Fantasy Roadshow. And uh, everybody knows what to do at this point. Right, Mike? Buckle the fuck up. Buckle up.